Hello. Hello. How's it going? Got you off guard a second there. No, I'm good. It is a pretty beautiful Sunday here. Mm Mm-hmm. What's new with you? I don't know. Just doing the same thing every week. Community (laughs) day yesterday. Yeah, Wizardy Night. The March reschedule. Mm hmm. That live stream is yeah, on my YouTube channel. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Mm hmm. Twas an epic time, I believe I wrote on the, uh, <laughs> on, the on the video. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had a good time. There were 10 people, six well, different yesterday streamers. Yesterday was the anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts. Yes, it was. So yeah. I have been reading Chamber of Secrets alongside. I don't know if y'all do this also, but <laughs> my little weird brain is like, hey, why read one Harry Potter book when you can read two simultaneously? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm reading like from Battle of Hogwarts through the end of book seven mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while also doing our podcast. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's good. <laughs> I mean, we're not we're spoiler. We're not spoiler free. Yeah. So it's good to, you know, draw connections. And yeah, I mean, I can't tell you how many thing ideas that we've had from watching movie uh the fourth movie over and over again mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah i got my wand up <laughs> uh yeah so that was pretty fun though you're doing your reading yeah i have new merch that i'm wearing mm-hmm. right now i don't know yeah it's beautiful see. it's a wolf let's warrior see. for lupus oh yeah, yeah you can, can see, see it, it. Yep. for lupus awareness month month of may yeah i really like it it's Thanks. very cute that's my little hat. It, on it reminds me of a purple Winston. A purple Winston. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. It's very cute. Uh, should we get into it? Sure. Okay, one's ready. Boom. Turn to page 265, Aragog. Today's lesson is called Missing Pieces. A brief synopsis. The chapter begins with Harry and Ron grappling with the sudden absences of Hermione, Dumbledore, and Hagrid. The school is enforcing strict rules upon the students in order to protect against further attacks, and these rules, plus the seeming absence of all spiders, are putting a stop to Harry and Ron acting on Hagrid's departing words. Eventually, however, they discover an organized trail of spiders while in herbology and resolve to follow it that night. After tracking to Hagrid's hut, they go with Fang into the Forbidden Forest. The trail of spiders leads to their getting captured by giant ones who take them to Aragog's lair. Aragog then recounts Hagrid's apparent innocence and his hatred of the beast inside the school, which culminated in the murder of a student in the bathroom. He casually announces that his children will now eat Harry and Ron, when the Ford Anglia bizarrely arrives and shuttles them to safety. Later that night, Harry comes to realize that the student the beast killed might very well have been Moaning Myrtle. You know what I was thinking about as you were reading? Because like, it kind of crossed my mind as I was reading this chapter. Like, um, I'm sure there's probably Harry Potter, how it should have ended sort of <laughs> things, where it's like, Harry Potter literally could have died just now being eaten by acromantula which by the way they never mention that it's an acromantula they just say spider throughout the yeah, chapter no right mm-hmm. i think it's not until like the sixth book mm-hmm. with slughorn that it's a, that it's a officially the acromantula i could be wrong about that so early on in the chapter mm-hmm. draco malfoy yeah dude i left him out of the synopsis <laughs> 
<laughs> so part of me, though, because like the actual quote in text that he says is, I'm quite surprised the mudbloods haven't all packed their bags by now. Bet you five galleons, the next one dies. Mm. Pity it wasn't Granger. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, at this point, like, who are you performing for? Like, I don't know. I get it that it's like your thing. And so it made me wonder how, I mean, you're casually talking about like hoping that another student, another 12 year old mm-hmm. gets murdered. Yep. <laughs> like, dude, what is your deal? And then Ron. Let me at him. I don't care. I don't need my wand. I'm going to kill, kill him. him with yeah. my. And I'm just like, y'all. <laughs> Let's Everyone... pump the brakes. Well, because it's like, it's kind of like the casual talk of it. Mm-hmm. Like, so I obviously, like we've talked about it, especially as now I'm reading book seven alongside this. We're having conversations like off camera about death and that portrayed throughout the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. And like. I mean, it's it's interesting because death obviously is such a serious thing, especially mm-hmm. if you like try to think about it and make sense of it with care and thoughtfulness. But right. at the same time, because there's a lot that's not understood, can be thrown casually. Like, I mean, I don't literally think that Ron wants to kill Draco, or at least I hope not. Right, and when right. Draco He's wants, using that word. Uh, yeah, wants right. Hermione to die. Like, yeah, it's interesting. We don't have to follow pursue it all the way, but it reminds me of like war metaphors, right? Like a lot of people say, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to war with something, and, and you know, even coronavirus, and it's kind of like, well, you know, I, I understand the kind of uh, metaphor, maybe, but there's yeah. actually like a lot of socio emotional power to using that word, so mm-hmm. I'm personally more cautious about that type of stuff. But again, but this is a little different because it's a friend talking to a friend, kind of in private, so like it. Does it takes on a different tone? Well, no, Draco's just intense. kind of saying well, Draco, it out loud. Well, Draco, yeah, but yeah. Ron, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Draco. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be able to replace Dumbledore with somebody who's doesn't want them to shut the chamber. That's what he says yeah. as well, right? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, all right, calm yeah. down. I also learned so there's this entire on HP lexicon. There is an entire timeline of the Wizarding World, which I didn't mm-hmm. know existed. And so um, I read to Jeff a little bit earlier. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, in 1965, Lucius Malfoy, it's his first year at Hogwarts. And then the next year, Dumbledore becomes headmaster. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who do you think his trouble student was? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so I left out Draco. I also left out Ernie McMillan. Yeah. Yeah. That was my... Uh, did well, you, one did of my you next think points. about him? And Lockhart, I let out as well. Oh my, I wrote left. about all three of those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. First of all... Um, the teachers, I I don't know, this is like given the current context and there's like lots of conversations about um, how to approach situations of disaster, catastrophe, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the teachers are escorting students from classroom to classroom. Right. So rather than, hey, school is canceled, they're like, let's escort you and make sure no one strays off. Every, everyone's monitored, classroom to classroom, that sort of thing. Right. But it's interesting to me be, that that is the decision. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about the history of Hogwarts. If Hogwarts has ever been just like abruptly closed, I guess perhaps with Chamber of Se- the first time the Chamber of Secrets was open. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Like well, I the think whole they were talking thing. about it, but I don't know if it ever actually happened. That was but, kind of the Tom Riddle betraying mm-hmm. Hagrid thing. Yeah, but you have this monster that is attacking people that nobody has apparently seen. Right. <laughs> like, what makes you think that stu- that? 
the teachers are going to protect the students. Wouldn't that just put everyone at like it could just take all of you down? I don't know. So Definitely. It was just interesting possible. to me because I was I was thinking about like our more recent conversations about like, OK, so how do you address situations mm -hmm. like there are, of course, different approaches. Some are, you know, more aggressive of a, you know, remedy than others. Mm -hmm. But um, thinking about, well, the school year must go on. So it just it brought me to like thinking about what's going on now, sure. of, like trying to sure. uh, continue business as usual, but also considering like, I don't know, are these kids like learning anything and they or are they just gossiping about like who yeah. the heir of Slytherin is like Ernie McMillan here? Where he's just he apologizes to Harry and I'm just like I'm like I'm with Ron. Sus. I'm just I'm just like, yeah, okay, dude. <laughs> Way to go. And then immediately what was about like Draco? What about Draco? Yeah. And I'm like <sighs> Yeah. You have not learned anything, clearly. And yeah. I love how Harry's just like, No. Yeah, yeah. And they like watch him or whatever. I think it's it's this is a decent chapter as far as the current coronavirus stuff goes just to to make sense of it i think it reminds me of like love in the time of cholera or why the caged bird sings because hmm. there's this one moment of like where harry is recounting like if there's laughter in the hallway that it's like it it quickly stifles because there's like there's this human very human struggle against like that there's a lot of sadness and bad things happening right now but doesn't does that like mean that no good things are happening or mm -hmm. can they all happen simultaneously mm -hmm. and i think it's really compelling because one of the reasons we talked a lot about death today was because of the battle of hogwarts and like some twitter things that were going on it was it mm -hmm. was trending and you told me jk rowling responded to it and mm -hmm. there's kind of this dilemma about you know thinking about fictional characters when real in life people are dying but that was always the case. So I think there's this there is this tension between like that good and bad things are constantly happening. And mm -hmm. so like we are always celebrating at a time of like sadness as well. And mm -hmm. that's okay to acknowledge. Like because it I think it gives a good balance here. And I think it allows for different types of actions, right? Because if Harry and Ron were too sullen and too like oh, things are terrible, then they mm -hmm. wouldn't necessarily take the actions that they do. And it even takes like a little bit of pushing for them to actually get to the point. And now that I'm sitting here, I can't remember exactly what pushes them over to want to do Lockhart. something. Is it Lockhart? Yeah, freaking Lockhart. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. So, oh, I'm just reading in the order of when I took notes because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the chronological order. So um, this was before they made the decision, but Harry is talking around. He's like, we got to go into the Forbidden Forest. And Ron's just like, reluctantly, okay, fine. And helping him look for spiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Ron, this is what we had to do. Nope, couldn't find any. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That'd and, be me. <laughs> and so the quote is that Harry had entered it only once and had never hoped to do so again. Yeah. And I read that quote again in the context of reading book seven right now, reading the mm. chapter, The Forest mm. Again, and I'm just like, oh my God, was this yep. always the plan? Yeah, I don't know. So that one line stuck out to me. Um, okay, Lockhart, I just wrote, Lockhart, you ignorant fool. <laughs> I was going to quote The Office there, but I decided to make an adaptation. Why are you the way that I know, you are? I know. Stop talking just forever, forever and ever. Just don't talk. And he's mm -hmm. all, and also, so I wrote, 
Talking back to Ron, why are you lying? Why are you saying that you know more? I guarantee you, nobody told you anything because nobody likes you. The teachers don't like you. Why would they let you in on inside information? And what's ironic is that Harry and Ron were actually there. <laughs> My dear children, I know. Hagrid must be must be guilty the minister of magic would never do that oh. without a hundred percent just like the whole thing and i'm just like lockhart why are you here get out mm -hmm. of here <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah it's very naive it almost oh, is too naive like to the point where it starts to betray a sense of that he knows that actually probably wasn't haggard but mm -hmm. he just plays things up he's just a performer right yeah in the worst in a, in a bad sense of that word he, he performs out lies Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lockhart is just such a blowhard. I mean, he's just so insufferable. I can't. It's awful. Either. He's awful. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's like you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's he's so hard to deal with, and like when as things get worse, it becomes more and more obvious that the charade is so damaging that it's not some harmless thing mm -hmm. where like. Oh, isn't that cute? Like he plays himself up and like he's just doing it for the cameras and yeah. like all this. No, 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 no. <laughs> like this, it's a misinformation campaign. Yeah. He is not interested in the truth. Mm -hmm. He will bend whatever happens in order to make him look good. Yeah. And like it's just we're just approaching the rabbit hole to really expose exactly who Gilderoy Lockhart is. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of his cruelty. I mean, it, it's pretty maddening. It's it, it, even before we kind of are getting to that point of like actually seeing what the deal with this guy is, it's already like this guy, man, even if he isn't who he becomes, it's just enough. Get out of the way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Part of me feels bad because I feel like I've met people that are kind of like Lockhart, just like annoying and whatever, maybe oblivious to how they are mm -hmm. around other people. And it makes me wonder, like, has anyone ever tried to like tell Lockhart, hey, dude, <laughs> you're you're kind of annoying, like whatever. But even if someone did that, he probably wouldn't even listen. He doesn't listen to anyone. Yeah. It makes me wonder if any of the people that I've met in real life who are blowhards are actually like insanely manipulative people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they go home and plot. Hopefully not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I think... So Lockhart is the one who, who kind of gives them the impetus because he, he is like so full of himself or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Ron looks, turns and sees the Hermione's empty chair. And he, yeah. And he, like resolves with Harry. That's right. Okay. Well, it's when, yeah, Lockhart is doing his thing and then Harry writes the note to Ron and then Ron sees Hermione's chair and it's just like it all comes together. Do then. It, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Spiders be damned. Yeah. Little Ron. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, okay, personally, I hate being in the dark, mm -hmm. and so I would hate going into the Forbidden Forest at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not do that. <laughs> great plot device where they decide to leave the cloak. Of course they do. Oh, it's dark in there. Of course they do. 12-year-old <laughs> yeah. logic. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, it's nitpicky, but I don't see the point. They could have had him wear it, and spiders could just like sense the movement or something. Who mm. knows the noise? You know, they're spiders. Like they live in the dark. They can <laughs> yeah. see bats and stuff. So, yeah. But anyway, that, I always, I didn't ever re recognize that. It's like, oh, they decided to leave. Yeah, their it's just like really, on the really out there. It's like you could, it even if you're not gonna wear it, at least bring it with you. Don't just. But anyway, that yeah. was hilarious. But yeah. So what happens next? They're in the thing. They see the car. 
which I yeah. love the personification of the car because she's like, oh, it's like, uh, what is, what's the word she uses? It's feral. It's like, <laughs> it looks feral. I just love that. Oh the portrayal like, well yeah because like the way that they interact with it like when they get out like here he kind of like pats it like oh okay good job and then it just like retreats back and like the when they first encounter it they're like oh, and then it's the car and it's like what <laughs> why is it it's so crazy yeah so i uh looked up acromantula yeah yes yeah. I, I was going to but then i saw you did so i i stopped yeah i noticed that they kept referring to it as spiders and mm. um so I already knew this because I looked up Acromantula before, but in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, written by Newton's Commander, uh, Ministry of Magic classification is five, which is the mm. highest level classification. Mm. Um, and part of that is that it basically means that it's, well, actually five, is a known wizard killer or impossible to train or domesticate, which Newt writes in the entry itself about Acromantula. Um, so something that I have, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but for sure in Wizards Unite videos I have talked about, but acromantula eggs are defined as class A, non-tradable goods. Mm -hmm. And so that's part of like the regulation of the, you know, sale and trading mm -hmm. of, you know, anything, any mm -hmm. creatures. It's like a broader. Did you find, law. are they used for anything in particular? Um, I didn't look up the eggs okay. specifically, but, um, like could make venoms or something who even knows so i went down this rabbit hole well because okay so acromantula are dangerous and so like i remember i made that video about would newt and hagrid be friends yeah so i'm rethinking that because in that video i'm like yeah it's they both love beats like they have a lot of similarities like it seems like they would at least have a lot to talk about you know um but i went on this rabbit hole of like looking at all of this stuff so First off, though, the acromantial eggs being non-tradable goods. So depending on when that law was in place, like it seems like it was a really old law. I don't know, though. Mm -hmm. um, if it were law at the time, the traveler who gave the egg to Hagrid was like doing some illegal stuff. Like right. you're not supposed to do that. And so, I mean, perhaps that the traveler gave it to Hagrid just because they didn't want to get caught with it or something. But that's a note that because it's non-tradable, like the fact that Hagrid had an egg and was able to like raise Aragog and like all of this, it's like a no, no, right? Mm -hmm. um, a footnote in Fantastic Beast is that beasts that are capable of human speech are rarely self-taught, except for Jarvie, apparently. Apparently Jarvie can self-teach themselves. I don't even oh, know what those are, but cool. <laughs> um, and then also in the footnote is that the first Acromantula sighting was in 1794. Mm. However, in 1965, there became a ban on experimental breeding. And this is why when you walked in and I had that like puzzled look on my face, mm -hmm. <laughs> apparently that law that banned experimental breeding was written by Newt's commander. Okay, fine. Newt cares about creatures, probably doesn't want like people wizard. So part of, because I found all of these forums discussing this, like, people asking why did newt write this because in his in this thing in the about the author it is described as newt's uh proudest accomplishment is putting that into law so people are saying like well you know he probably didn't want creatures to like 
be experimented, be, be experimented and tortured or whatever. Another point was people are like, well, what if Grindelwald was like trying to build up an army and doing some experimentations and like mm. creating something? It's very interesting because the language that's used to talk about like experimenting and whatever, he uses the word monsters. Mm. And so mm. I don't know, because I keep thinking about Newt's commander. And so I think this is why it's so it was so jarring to me is because so Newt seems like the kind he like really cares about creatures and it's like, hey, they aren't like monstrous or these things that you can just do whatever you want with them. Like mm -hmm. you should respect them, like all living beings, that sort of thing. But at the same time, so writing this ban on experimental breeding and also Newt's commander wrote or created the werewolf registry. Mm. So that was the one that caught me off guard because I was like, wait a second. First of all, the were the werewolf registry didn't work because people didn't sign up for it. But second, like, I don't know, it just seemed kind of odd of like if you're creating this registry. And so then there's like tons of discussions online if you're interested in browsing about like, why would Newt Scamander do this? And like a lot of good compelling cases is like, well, JK Rowling does this. Like you make a character that you like revere and love so much do something that actually probably unintentionally causes harm to people. Right. And so it's just like, I went down this whole thing with Newt's Commander. Well, yeah, I think the a potential answer to your question, would they be friends, is yes, but they would disagree about some things. Yeah. Because they both seem to come from very positive kind of perspectives on most of what they think about. Yeah. But certainly there's still going to be flaws, right? They're never going to be perfect. And I think, for example, for me, like, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book is a perfect example of something that like Newt would treat it differently than the general public will treat that, right? The way the general public would react to rating systems and yes. classifications. Mm -hmm. and, whereas Newt probably puts more stock in the description of each individual beast, the general public probably puts more stock in the classification of each individual beast and this is what we deal with yeah throughout like society right mm -hmm. is that the people who create classifications are coming bottom up they're thinking like what are they know deeply about a lot of things like mm -hmm. what are some similarities that we might want to share with the public mm -hmm. the public is coming from the top down they're going to look at the classification first yeah and then be like oh well because for example what you read in about acromantulas isn't necessarily quite true because yeah. Aragog doesn't attack humans because of Hagrid. And so he's like closer to being domesticated, which isn't, we can talk about what domestication actually yeah. is good or bad or what it looks like. But let's just say for now, like if that were the goal, it seems like Hagrid could probably argue that he accomplished that goal and that yeah. Newt's classification is incorrect. Right. So like, as I was reading the entry and I was reflecting on the dialogue it like my first question was like, is Newt wrong? Right. Newt is wrong about Acromantula being like, regardless of like classifications and whatever. But Newt right. could be wrong about classifying. Acromantula. And let's say that Newt is relatively humble, which mm -hmm. he seems like at least in the in the movies. I think he would be quickly convinced, could potentially be quickly convinced by Hagrid's case study of being yeah. like, well, let's go talk to him, right? Yeah. Clearly, Aragog like his somewhat uh, has learned. A, a relationship with humans mm -hmm. because of Hagrid. But I think after that, there's momentum and like it'd be hard even for Newt, I think, to change the classification of the acromantula because people right. would just be like, what are you saying? Acromantulas aren't <laughs> dangerous? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean? Well, because yeah. it also, it's like the whole like, uh, 
so you not ever you can't be Hagrid. Hagrid is Hagrid, right? right? So it's yeah. not like just because Hagrid can like have or like foster this relationship and right. um, have it not be deadly. <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean so we're going back to this like rules regulations like how do you govern a society um at a larger scale than just an individual person so like sure maybe acromantula aren't that dangerous but for the purposes of the general public we're gonna say witches and wizards don't breed them because it's uh or maybe they could be less dangerous but generally they are very dangerous yeah. which seems to be true right yeah i mean even aragog like the limitations of his uh sympathy for harry and ron is basically like okay i won't kill you but you know <laughs> good luck yeah it really just made me wonder a lot about newt about like um i mean because he did work at the ministry before he became author newt's commander at least that's what we see in our wizards unite registry (laughs) i don't necessarily believe this but i think a tinge of the difference between newt and hagrid is newt has just a tinge of voyeurism Mm. to him like even in the movies where he like he celebrates the beast but he also like kind of it's not always for the beast's sake sometimes for me Mm. sometimes it seems like he's kind of very proud of himself for like mm-hmm. understanding these beasts. Whereas Hagrid, I don't think would be proud of developing his relationship with Aragog. He would just like the relationship with Aragog. Yeah. So, it's interesting because like people so in the forums were saying that Newt seems to be like, Hey, let's, I don't know, build these conservations for creatures for the creature's sake. And Hagrid is like, Oh, I want this creature as a pet. Like that was like sure, a distinction that people were. Dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two of my most favorite characters. I mean, mm-hmm. I love them both. So it's hard for me to even yeah. suggest that they're uh, <laughs> mistaken. But it was interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. I, I may look at those, uh, those discussions. And then Aragog is all like, oh yeah, let me just feed my children. Bye friend of Hagrid. And I'm like, Good luck. dude, what, <laughs> what the heck? Where did that come from? It seems yeah. so fine. Like I was like, oh, phew, Harry, you did it. Nope. Now the car comes and saves you. What if the car wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. No invisibility cloak. Nothing. Yeah, take your best defensive <laughs> item and leave it behind. Oh, yeah, goodness. I mean, it's a wild chapter. It like it moves very quickly because we hadn't even really heard anything about spiders until the end of the previous chapter. Right. Well, we, we saw them. Yeah, we saw Aragog, like, baby Aragog skitter away. Did we see? No, spiders? it was like a trail of spiders. Or is that just in the Harry movie? Noticed, was no, a, it, it was, it was a book? line. It was like, okay. here, somebody noticed. I think it might have been Harry. Somebody noticed a trail of spiders because it was like Hermione in a perfect line. And you were like, wait, what is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like one of the first times he came across the speech. He was like following it and he saw spiders in water or something. Yeah. yeah. You're right. But uh, yeah. So uh, it's interesting to like toss this away away so quickly and like kind of be like oh well you know Hagrid's not Hagrid's innocent like you're kind of your the reader's suspicion I think of like well Fudge is wrong because mm-hmm. Dumbledore is kind of positioned as helping the reader be like no 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 no, it's not Hagrid like don't worry mm-hmm. we'll, we'll figure this out but yeah, it's it's an interesting chapter. I mean, they're really coming fast, right? Because we've just had like a thread tied right at the end of this one, right? Which is that uh, whoosh, mm-hmm. moaning Myrtle. 
right now it's a suspicion, but like, you know, yeah, it, it's kind of framed, I think, in a way where it's like, oh, this is clear. Like things are coming clear now. Like they've been in this bathroom. Nobody goes in there. It's Myrtle. Why is she a ghost? Yeah. You know, why'd She's she die the in the time? castle yeah, as yeah. a student? You uh-huh. know? Yeah. It's yeah. It seems like how many students really have died at Hogwarts while in the castle? Probably not many. So mm-hmm. pr- good, good assessment. <laughs> Hermione would be very proud of Harry's deduction there <laughs> being like, what if she never left? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good chapter. Did you have anything else? You... Uh, the last thing, quiz. I don't know. I, I am the curator of other people's ideas. So <laughs> <laughs> something else that I found was pointing out the quote of like when Hagrid was talking about he wasn't born in a castle. Um, a tra- uh, he, oh, he, Hagrid hid Aragog in a cupboard in the castle. And so somebody else, I don't know where this, there's like a little citation, but I don't know what the abbreviation stands for. But this is from HP Lexicon as well. That there's a parallel between Harry Hmm. living in a cupboard Hmm. filled with spiders Hmm. and Aragog being born or hidden Hmm. in a cupboard, cupboard and then also i mean i didn't i didn't see like it wasn't and in they detail are both but the... blamed for the chamber of secrets <gasps> attacks oh poor little erica yeah but it's also still grumpy and wanting to feed harry and ron to yeah also giant spider Let, like let's know, take it seriously I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty scary yeah I s- it's not even really worth saying but i did see some article about some giant hornets or something i did yeah yeah well oh i God. saw it on twitter because people were like whoever's playing jumanji please stop yeah that cracked me up but yeah that's <laughs> i yeah. love that movie as a kid i was like oh this is so cool no it's not cool at all <laughs> yeah so we got draco we got we got so we got the malfoys we got dumbledore's absence we got lockhart coming together we got myrtle coming together yeah it's a lot mm-hmm. i did the last thing for me on the chapter was like, I didn't really remember and I really didn't like, so to speak, this sort of easy way that Madame Pomfrey's like, no, you can't come see your friend. Like she's going to get attacked or something. Like they're going to come back and finish her off. Cause I know that there's a clue coming up eventually, but like mm-hmm. I was wondering when, and then I was like, Oh, they, why they can't see Hermione. What? Yeah. <laughs> it seems weird, but okay, fine. Well, the next chapter... But I think that's what the absence of Dumbledore starts to create is like uh, some of these weirder policies where it's like that Dumbledore yeah. couldn't wasn't even protecting them really, but there's like an assumption even in, internally to Harry that like without Dumbledore, we're all screwed, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> and it's kind of like, well, no, you know, you guys can take care of yourselves. I love how also at the beginning, Harry's like, he's like kind of pounding his head. He's just like, what does this mean? Mm. What help am I supposed to ask for? Mm. And just whatever. And he's like, Hagrid's advice was much more straightforward. Let's go to the forest Follow and look for the a spider. <laughs> Good luck. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, next chapter is Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. We should open some cards before that so oh. we can maybe have a celebratory uh, look through. Yeah. Or just link it because it's not great to hold them up. No. It doesn't really look great, but okay. Great. All right. Well, until next time, Wands Ready. ready.